God in the Wild, a podcast exploring the faith journeys of members of Idlewild Presbyterian Church. This podcast is produced by the Young Adult Ministry in collaboration with the Nurture Ministry Unit. This season, our conversations will explore our community's experiences of the year 2020. I'm Elizabeth Doolin, the Director of Young Adult Ministry. And I'm Jacob Pierce, the Director of the Nurture Ministry Unit. We hope you enjoy today's episode. My name is Sherry Gross, and I'm here with my husband, Forrest. It's Monday, March 29th. We are just a little over one year since COVID-19 pretty much shut the whole world down. Um, So we're going to talk about what has kept us going and our spirit alive during um, all of that. So in March of 2020, when everything started shutting down, what was your initial reaction? My um, initial reaction was that the administration at the time did not take COVID-19 seriously. And because of that, they didn't do what was necessary to prevent many of the lives lost. I think my initial reaction was, um, number one, I didn't think it was going to still be going on a year later. And two, my initial reaction was that, okay, this this is a little vacation for me. I now have less to do. Don't have to take the girls to school and pick them up. No soccer practice. Um, no meetings at the church, no, nothing extra other than going to work at the hospital. So life got, um, seemed to get simpler practically overnight. And uh, I got a little more sleep than I usually do. So that was my, that was my initial reaction. That was also number three. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> which is in which in what ways did the pandemic impact your daily life? Um, your life got easier. Uh, my answer for that one would be that uh, uh, by and large, my life stayed basically the same because um, Sherry and I are both nurses, and as members of healthcare, we have always been uh, through all of this considered to be. Uh, essential employees and so uh, we still had to go to work every day which meant we still got a paycheck every two weeks so we didn't have all the worries that many families who um, were not so fortunate and maybe were laid off from jobs or or their jobs uh, were in uh, service industries and just completely went away Um, we didn't have you know, the financial impact that that so many other families have had to deal with um, because of this. So in that way, um, it didn't really um, vastly impact my daily life except for having to shave my beard and wear a mask, uh, you know, at least 36 hours a week and, and any time I left the house. I think for as far as affecting my daily life, the things that um, 
became annoyances or uh, inconveniences were things like going to the grocery store was much more difficult than it ever had been. Um, if you went in person, it was wear a mask, clean the cart, uh, use your hand sanitizer, critique all the other shoppers and uh, what they were doing. <laughs> that became a thing. Um, trying to find things at the grocery store. They were out of, you know, this and that. And so uh, all that became such an inconvenience. The lines to check out were 25 people long. And so then you moved to online shopping and then you only got half your order and just normal things that you, you know, you take for granted is it now has become so difficult. Um, the girls being bored out of their mind um, at home with nothing to do was uh, also a, a new thing. So, that, you know, that that's really ways that it, my daily life was impacted. How has your understanding of what it means to be a part of the church changed in the pandemic? Um, so for me, since Idlewild is the first church in my life that I have ever cared about and look forward to actually going to on a Sunday, um, when that stopped being uh, the way things were done, when we went to a virtual um, service and things of that nature, um, I felt a big loss um, because of, of those sorts of things. Um, and so I'm very thankful now that we're, we're finally slowly getting back to um, in-person church, and I'm very grateful for that. I think um, my understanding of what it means to be part of the church has shifted a bit and, and deepened a bit. Um, with all this, um, I have um, been a part of helping with a lot of funerals, um, which is not something that I have traditionally done, but um, because folks that normally did that, it wasn't safe for them to be around the people then um, it was a place that I could step in and nurture the congregation, the families that were involved. Um, the creative ways that um, people have come up with to be the church, to be present and meet needs of the community, um, that it, it's been a really cool thing to watch um, all those things happen. And um, church is a, is a lot like family in that, um, you know, when things are hard and challenging, people just pull together a little more and figure out how to do what needs to be done and how to be there for each other. So that's that's what I've seen. And um, the, the times that uh, a few people are able to gather to, to do something, it um, 
you can just see the joy on people's faces just by just because they're they're getting to be together um i think it has put some things back in perspective of um what's really important and how much we really do need each other and enjoy being together in community um, as the church. So it sounds like that's how you have fed your spirit this season. Uh, a little bit, yes. Um, looking for ways to spread positivity and um, encouragement has has been, you know, one of the biggest ways that I've fed my spirit in this season. Your sister came to visit last summer and, and she does beautiful chalk art. And so the girls and I started doing chalk art with her while she was here. And we've continued to do that. Um, after she left, um, it, it, it was a, a couple of weeks after she left that um, someone left a box of chalk on our doorstep that said, please, please keep doing your, your beautiful chalk art. It's been so encouraging to us in the neighborhood. And so um, I, I will say that our, anything I do certainly doesn't come close to being as good as what hers is. Romy, Romy does a fabulous job and hers, hers are beautiful as well. But um, we um, put forth an effort to spread some uh, positivity and encouragement in the neighborhood through, through that. And that's something that um, has kept my spirit alive. Um, one of the things that I did in answer to that was um, because we're both night nurses, I found myself often coming down Union Avenue home from work on a Wednesday morning and seeing the cars backed up in either direction down Union Avenue and realizing that it was uh, uh, Food Bank Wednesday. So I would just find a place to park um, wherever I was able and lend a hand and and uh, it was um, it was a, a very fulfilling experience to to just hand people um, food as they drove by knowing that that they all needed so much and and we were able to give a little bit to everybody what will you carry forward from 2020 and what will you leave behind? Uh, I would carry forward the uh, the fact that the, uh, the the vaccines are going into people's arms and the uh, then the numbers of infections and deaths are going down and uh, what I will leave behind is my judgment at every mask below the nose or below the chin or not worn at all and uh which is a hard thing for me to do but i'll try i would carry forward um from 2020 the pause that it gave to um look at priorities um I think I think that's an important thing and um, 
the slower pace that um, life took on for a period, um, I would like to see that move forward. Um, I would like to see collaborative efforts on more fronts from the great minds of medicine. Um, maybe, maybe there's cures for cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, you know, so many things that um, when grapevines are put together, it just works so much better. Um, so those are all things I would like to move, carry forward from, from 2020. Um, what would I leave behind? I would leave behind the hate, the negativity, scarcity and fear that was all too present in 2020. Scarcity. Scarcity, yeah. Of what? Of um, toilet paper, of, you know, families that don't have enough to eat, of, uh, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to make rent because I lost my job. You know, scarcity all, of resources. Scarcity of, of yeah. whatever it is you feel like you need that you don't have. Right. So how did you see God at work in 2020 in the world and in your life? I saw God at work in 2020 um, when researchers, scientists worked from all different nations work together to come up with a vaccine in record time. Um, that's, that's God saying, look what you can accomplish when you work together instead of focusing on differences and what you believe, what I believe, and what we don't agree on. You know, to, we're all humankind, and when you work together, so much more can be accomplished. And the the highlights of things that happened around the world of, you know, neighbors just being neighbors and putting up little food pantries in their front yards and um, food banks that popped up, food bank distributions that popped up in countless places to meet the needs of communities and, and the people that volunteered at those to, to make that happen. All that is... Um, evidence of God at work in the world. In my life, I would say um, my oldest daughter lost her job thanks to COVID um, two weeks after she returned to work from maternity leave and um, so moved back here from Texas and she has been living with us now since August with her now 14-month-old, and um, it, it, it is evidence of God at work that we all make that work and uh, live in a um, never-dull household um, with toys in every corner and a never-ending supply of dirty laundry <laughs> and a lot of love. So I see God at work 
in the world um, in the way that everyone just um, adapted to the change in daily life. Uh, pretty soon everybody knew what Zoom was and and how to connect virtually. Um, our daughters uh, went from a spring break to never setting foot inside their high school again until uh, just recently for their ACTs. Um, they're juniors now, and, and uh, by the grace of God, they'll be seniors next year, and uh, all while sitting um, behind laptops on the, on the couch for every day of the school year since all this started. So for God to make all that work is uh, amazing to me. Um, that kind of uh, answers both the world and my life. Um, because uh, in case <laughs> anyone doesn't um, realize, uh, our family is our life. Um, our daughters, our, th our three daughters now, our 14-month-old grandson, my sister who was able to visit for a few weeks, um, just, just you know, family in general is is um, just like anyone else. That that is is our world. So, um, and you know, thankfully, uh, even though um, at least three of our uh, close family members have contracted COVID, nobody has gotten um, so sick that they required hospitalization. Um, everybody recovered. Um, some still have some lasting uh, side effects, but but other than that, um, you know, our family's been virtually untouched as far as the uh, the impact that the pandemic's had on on so many other people. So, what do you hope for in twenty twenty one? I hope for normal. Um... I hope for being able to be in community again. Um, I'm not so naive to think that the new normal will be the same as the old normal. Um, but I, I would like to see it feel more like the old normal than the current processes of everything. I, I want to be able to just come to worship on Sundays and not have to sign up and see if you get in and figure out how you pass the peace and stay sacredly distanced and non-contact. Um, yeah, normal is what I, I, I hope for in 21. What I hope for is... Um some things to go away for good. Uh, I don't know that uh, being nurses, we've discussed this and we don't think that masks are going to go away for us for a very long time, if not the rest of our careers. But um, for the rest of the life, uh, or the rest of daily life, not having to wear a mask um, everywhere you go, um, being able to grow my beard back. I hope 
terms like herd immunity um, become forgotten terms because they're not necessary. And uh, like like Sherry says, uh, normal, even if it's a new normal, I'd like to see that sooner than later. So last question, if you were stuck on a deserted island, what three things would you want with you? You've been really looking forward to this question. I can, I can see it in your face. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go first. Oh, uh, that's not fair. <laughs> well, I thought about all the silly survivor type answers. Um, but uh, what, what I uh, immediately realized was that all I really need is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because with that, I'll have everything I need. And you? <laughs> I should have gone first. <laughs> wow. Okay, fine. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm that person that wants to know more about the des- deserted island. I want to know if there's clean water on the deserted island. I want to know um, what all are my resources on the deserted island. So there's that side of me. I would, and and depending on what the resources are on the deserted island, you know, you, I want my family with me. But then I think, well, that's not that may not be nice to say I want my family on the deserted island. That might be mean. So, yeah, this one, this one's a struggle for me. I would still like my family there. And um, I would want my Bible. And I think I would want um, a way to start a fire because I can't stand to be cold. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I, I thought about fire and a, a good knife and all of that, but like I said, I, I stick with my answer, and uh, I'm just texting the girls to say that uh, we're doing a podcast, and sorry we can't take them to practice, but Paolo is going to bring them. Okay, good. Yeah. Thanks for that update. Yeah, that, that's, the best, that's the best I got on the deserted island. I need more information on the deserted island. Definitely, oh, oh, I need to start a fire so I can be warm. I want my people with me, and I need my Bible. And we'll uh, hope for the best on the, on the rest of it. Yeah, so this concludes our podcast. We hope that uh, you have all found ways to keep your spirit alive um, during all this, and hope to see you soon um, in worship or around downtown midtown area thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you want to nominate someone to be featured on a future episode of god in the wild please contact sherry gross coordinator of the nurture ministry unit at sgross at idlewildchurch.org may god be with you in the wild